Guys, guys, I have a, I have an idea. Can we contact and commission WG Snuffy Walden? <laughs> I feel like his going rate is probably a little high for I'll us. I'll fucking pay some amount <laughs> so, to get WG Snuffy just, Walden. Why don't we just why don't we just have somebody do a rip off of a rip off? No. <laughs> also, it would w- be so sick if it was actually him. No, I agree with Matt. I think we should inquire. Now, I think I'm we should say, inquire. Yeah. Well, I guess we did have one. We did have one episode where we've covered his his stuff. Because I was going to say the other thing though is that's the old podcast. Ah, uh, no, but Still. it's it's important for the it's important for the lore like of this podcast. Yeah, but also, People he did know. do the music for one episode because we were fucking amped, and I don't remember which one it was. It was for a big. It was for a big show. I think it was for a network show. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling I can't it up. Think of it. But I mean, he also did the West Wing in the newsroom. I know that. <laughs> okay, wait a minute now. <laughs> really pricing ourselves out of this. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, Felicity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should uh, revive the corpse of Bernard Herman to do this episode. Bernard Herman? He did the music for Psycho. Um, oh, okay. I was trying to look up. I'm like, how dead's that guy? Oh, he died in 1975. Okay. I was like, is this a character in the show that I did not ever see? This is the most arrogant television show we've ever covered. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most hubristic. Yeah. The most how dare you show. Yeah, fuck this fucking shit. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either, but fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's a documentary about WG Snuffy Walden. <laughs> Up to snuff. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's Up the perfect name for like a 70s solo record from him. I can see the like cigarette dangling from his lips on the album art. And speaking of snuff, a lot of people died on screen in, in this show that we watched today. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second. But first, we have another important thing we have to get into, which is what this is that you've stumbled across as you're, I don't know, locked in a motel room. You found a phone. The only thing that's on the phone is this podcast. Uh, you this dug is, up as you the know, carpet. A podcast. Underneath the carpet was yes. a phone. Because even though it looks like it should be the 1960s, it's actually 2014. Uh, and I'm Ian Benson, and I'm here to guide you out of Norman Bates's hotel. Here to assist, or perhaps to harm, Matt Ciani. It's spoiler, it's harm. Hi. <laughs> Stephen Doughton. Uh, I don't get it. And <laughs> Travis Martin. <laughs> Uh, call me Norma. Steven trying out his new cool catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh. I, mean, I was just confused by this show because I thought it was a prequel, but like, <laughs> am I missing something? And then <laughs> the fucking nutsack on these fucking writers and producers. I appreciated that they did that, but uh, yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, so this is, as you know, the podcast where we cover the first and last episode of TV shows. Shows we haven't seen, shows we have seen, shows only a few of us have seen. And, uh, you know, we then just uh, we hang out, we chat about them. Mostly we get a little mad and we wonder if we even like television. But don't worry, you can find all of this out because we've got a show coming out next fall on the History Channel. It's called Rick's Cafe. It serves as a prequel <laughs> and then a sequel to Casablanca. But also, it's being set during the Arab Spring. <laughs> As you can tell by my jokes and my side-eye cast towards it, we covered the A&E television show, Bates Motel, the 
sequel or the prequel slash remake of the 1960s different universe psycho alternate that, retelling of yeah. the origin story of psycho i feel like uh, is how the i would describe carlton, this the show where carlton cues or Cruz, uh what is it um cues Cues. It's Carlton Cues. The show where Carlton Cues saw uh, Brian Fuller create Hannibal and said, you know, I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) It ran for 50 episodes on A&E starting in... Uh, starting on uh, March 18th, 2013, ending on April 24th, 2017. It was developed by Carlton Cues, Carrie Iron, and Anthony Cipriano. I cannot stress Tell enough. Tell us where these things are from. A&E. Carlton uh, Cuse is a huge name in television that we somehow yeah. haven't done before. Oh, yeah. don't worry. He's coming. Yeah. Because Carlton Cuse was the other other guy involved yep. in the creation of Lost. Yep. Uh, and also Nash Briz- Bridges. Yeah. He, uh, well, so he did The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., which is a uh, fun to show because it stars uh, podcast's favorite boy, Bruce Campbell. Um, and then he did Nash Bridges, Martial Law. That's I wanted to talk about because I was reading about him. I was like, there is a show called Martial Law that is a martial arts police procedural with Sammo Hung, and I've never been told about this show. That, yeah, what the fuck? That sounds amazing. <laughs> Arsenio Hall was on it. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, did you? See, I mean, I also didn't realize. Like, I'd heard the name Nash Bridges. I didn't realize that Nash Bridges is a Don Johnson, John Johnson, Cheech Marin cop show. Yes, yeah, so I also not realize Cheech Marin was on that until I looked that up. I was also like, is Nash Bridges a place or a person? Turns out it's the latter. So what you're telling me, Travis, is Nash Bridges is a people, not a place? It's a yes. Thor Ragnarok joke. Oh, I haven't seen Ragnarok. Oh, he also did another show we'll definitely do, which is The Strain. <laughs> Guillermo yeah, del Toro, what if, the vampires, what if the vampires were really Yannick, I believe. He did, the, he did the American uh, attempt at doing The Returned. Uh, which didn't go well. Uh, something called Colony. Doing, that was a show that had Sawyer from Lost where aliens established a colony on Earth or something like that. That sounds like a show for me. Was the guy in the finale Richard? Uh, yes, and oh, he was yeah. also in the pilot. You guys definitely need to limit the number of times that I'm allowed to use the word king in this episode because this is a very king-heavy <laughs> show. This, this is a... Matt loves Freddie Highmore. Uh <laughs> We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Freddie Highmore, who I would put as like I don't know, like sixth of that generation of British boys. Yeah, he spends this whole show talking in kind of a Muppet voice, but also when I was watching, I was like, I think this is what I sound like, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate my own voice, so you know, <laughs> this that makes sense. I kept being like, I hate everything about the way that these two characters are acting, and I think that yeah. means that they're doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yes, that was. Um, I mean, that's that's Carlton Cuse. We're going to talk about him more, of course, when we cover you know uh, his big prominent show, uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. When that ends, and we do a fucking blowout episode, we bring Luke Jesus back because Luke's our CIA correspondent. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was what uh, Carlton Cuse had done. Carrie, Aaron, E H R I N. Carrie Aaron. It's a fucking weird Carrie name to Aaron. say. That's my guess. So she uh, worked on the Wonder so Years for a while. That's an Irish-ass name, because, like, Aaron Gobra and Carrie yeah. is a county, and just mm. sounds like... Her sister's name... Her sister's name, Mary. She's definitely got Irish descent. Mary Aaron! <laughs> Mary Aaron! Mary and Carrie Aaron! <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I assumed you wanted to talk about Carrie Aaron because she was heavily involved in 
I want to talk about Carrie Aaron because of the fact that the reason why. Okay. Here's how involved Carrie Aaron was. You with, just play it in the background. With Friday Night Lights. The reason why Norman's brother is named Dylan is because of Dylan Texas from Friday Night Lights. Hell this is now canon yeah. to Friday Night Lights. <laughs> I don't care. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, have how quickly can I? Oh no, I already linked this show to Friday Night Lights in one move. Never mind. Yeah, that's one of the I easiest was, links that we've had without. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna do the whole like, oh, can I link? This show to that, and I was like, oh, wait, uh, Vera Farmiga was in Godzilla, King of the Monsters with Kyle Chandler, who's on Friday Night Lights. Uh. What I really need to start doing is after um, we do the end of an episode where we try to link one to the other, I mean, try where I ask the person for 30 seconds, what I need to do then is see if I can link one show to the other solely through actors just off my brain. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, what did we do last week? Desperate Housewives. Uh, had it in one. Uh, when I was looking this up, uh, Ted Shaw uh, was on this show. Could you do it with just the episodes that we watched? Um, somebody else talk about the podcast while I think about this. <laughs> Travis, uh, tell us why you picked Bates Motel. So, I mean, really, to be honest, I was just looking at my list, and or our master list of shows, and I thought it sounded like an amusing one, uh, and also... Um, one thing about it that interests me is that it's on A and E, which is definitely not a network we've ever covered before, or probably ever will again. A and E television, for sure. I don't know how many scripted series they've even had, and also it's starting to be spooky season. This will be the first episode that comes out in October, so why not do a kind of horror-related show? And also, I watched Psycho last year. Uh, Turns out, hot take, it's really good. That (laughs) Alfred Hitchcock guy. Mostly made good films, uh, believe it or not. Yeah, he's all right. No, I appreciated having a at least horror-adjacent thing to watch. Because uh, if, if we hadn't at any point, I was going to have to pick the Scream TV series, which isn't even good. <laughs> Plus, Vera Farmiga is the star of like the preeminent horror franchise of yeah. the last decade. Yeah, um, yeah. Or was a star of it. From uh, The Conjuring. That's The Conjuring-verse. Yeah. I saw the first one of those. With Travis in a theater. I didn't have a good yes. time. And the worst part is we went back to Ian's spooky old house yeah. in the dark after. It was <laughs> Zero problem with that part. Not good. Yeah. Totally normal to me. <laughs> I was before I had developed any sense of like being able to handle horror movies uh, very well. Ian, did you figure it out? Yeah. I'm thinking. Okay, hold on. Well, okay. Felicity Crow. Wait, no. It's um, Felicity... To so it's it's Felicity Huffman in Desperate Housewives to Tom Cruise in Magnolia to Carrie Russell in Mission Impossible Three to Greg Grunberg in Felicity to Greg Grunberg or to uh, him being in the in Lost in the in the on the television show where he was the pilot with yeah. uh, Nestor Carbonell or, or Nestor what is it or Nestor Campbell what is it. Carbonell? Carbonell. Nestor Cab- Yeah, who was on Big Hotel. Yeah. Okay. I was just looking yeah. up to see if Vera Farmiga was ever a Seinfeld girlfriend, uh, so I could link her to Jerry Hatcher. But no, she but do you, know, do you know who Vera Farmiga uh, was married to? Why, no. do I, why do I know the name so well, despite never having seen she's anything she's She's a notable act. You've never seen Vera The Departed? Farmiga? You've seen The Departed. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Although so. I don't remember her in that movie at all, but I was like 15 in it. And she's like the lead woman in that movie. And and yeah. I'm just like, there were women in the department. Were, yeah, were there women in that movie? Was, she's she's dating Matt Damon, but she fucks Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's implied no that she's pregnant with his child I was at the end 15. of the film. As far as you we know, there could again. be multiple women who all look exactly the same in that film. Yes. We don't know. Nobody's she's ever got, figured out what patch. that movie's about. I could tell you every detail of that film from memory. But it's that's not that a different complicated podcast. movie. Uh, I, the like first thing I remember Finnegan's her from is Up in the Air. Boston. Yeah, so Finnegan's Wake. Um, anyways, Vera Farmiga from 1997 to 2004 was married to a guy we mentioned last week who wasn't in the, in the show, but we just talked about, Sebastian Roche. Don't know who that is. Which I was knows? on last week. Uh, I was so on Matt last was week, and who, I don't know who that is. Matt was so. the one who brought up Sebastian Roche, because he was the guy that Brandy Jensen tweeted, when you're watching a oh. show that's supposed to be set in America, <laughs> but it's actually being shot in Vancouver, and it's a sci-fi show, and this king comes through, <laughs> and then there's a photo of Sebastian Roche. He, yeah. And then I read his credits, and it's so many shows that Matt likes. Yeah, all-time fucking king. I believe he's king. the original vampire. He's Michael. In, uh, he's the, the father of... <laughs> you get, you, He's the father of the originals, and he becomes a vampire in order to hunt his own children. (laughs) Wait, that sounds fucking sick. Wait, is that what Vampire Diaries is about? Yes. Is that what the originals is about? Fuck, that's that's cool. Yeah. Man, speaking of cool conceits, here's what I wanted from Bates Motel. I wanted every episode to be an alternate origin story for Norman Bates in which like every one of them, he'll like die or he becomes Norman Bates in the movie or like, you know, becomes just like a fucking normal guy. Like if it, if it had been like a 12 episode show, one short season. And I would have been like this fucking rocks. I love what they did with this. TV is never like this. And it would have been cool. Instead, they rewrite history of this true story. We could get that green lit. If we made that about the Joker, we could probably sell that. Fucking somebody. Yes, that's fucking just could. Gotham, though. Not only, yeah, like, yeah, it is Gotham. Like, that's just that. Well, it's not just Gotham. But I like it's a show like, that does a reset. It's like every just a year of pop culture. Like one year yeah. of pop culture <laughs> is ten episodes yeah. of a Joker origin story. Yeah. Uh, like you know, you don't need it all to be the same producer director. Like it's just. But it wouldn't happens. it be interesting if it were? Like, I, I mean, for the Joker, I'd be less interested in it, but I'd still probably find it at least a unique twist on the thing. Like, if it happened it's, and then the same actor yeah. reset and, like, it started at the exact same place in the very next episode and they, like, didn't tell you that that's how it was going to be. I don't uh, I, I don't want to... And I, I, I apologize for bringing it up, but I, I had said uh, before the Joker... Before Joker movie that I was like... The only way to really tell that character story is you have three different actors that could possibly be the Joker, and at the end they all get knocked into the vat of acid, and then a different actor emerges as the yeah. Joker, <laughs> and it's left ambiguous as to which one of those characters it was, yeah. or if it's some weird amalgamation, and it's just supposed to look like a German expressionist film. And then Senator Meow just started going, boo, boo, as I was like saying this on his, you know, he was just like trying to get me out of the house, and it's just like, go, be gone. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this show is about the original Joker, Norman Bates, uh, mm. and the original Harley Quinn, Norma Bates. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a thing to say, Travis. You know what I was really disappointed about in this show, at least that in this pilot, maybe this it smile? happened in the first season? No, is that nobody at any point said, 
the way you're raising this kid, he's going to turn out to be some kind of psycho. That's what I was really <laughs> hoping to happen. Dude, they uh, fucking uh, might as well. The number of shots that were just like, look, it's the hotel. The look, yeah. point at the fucking balloon. Is there a is there a, is there a diegetic like uh, series of violins in school that he walks by? Like he just <laughs> walks by and it's like do 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 do. I can't remember exactly like, what it tuning, sounds like, sorry. but you guys know. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Who knows? That might happen in season three. I don't know. I was very, very annoyed in this pilot with the way that they did this. Like, so much. Have you seen it? Did you get it? Did you see the movie? You like the movie? You little baby? I just want to say one of the biggest issues with making this a contemporary show is that nobody that of this generation is named Norman. So just being a yeah. young Norman Travis, in 2013 uh, is fucking, fucking insane. This? All right, you guys tell me about tell me about the young Normans, y'all. No, know. but every third episode, you like calm down and you just like declare an edict that there's no one <laughs> that named is correct. these things, and then we're all like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And it's then it's true. just revealed that you're like, "Well, it was like my dad's friend was named Noel." Yeah, it like, was what? my. <laughs> okay, but in this case, it's my mom's stepfather who died in his nineties. Was the first person yeah. I ever knew who died. I've never encountered a Norman again in my life. I know a young. I currently I've know a young Norman. Nor- Norman Finkelstein is the youngest Norman alive right now. <laughs> Here's I. I don't think this is uh, this premise doesn't make sense because who checks into a fucking hotel without looking it up first? That was. It's that they're on their the way part. to stuff. Yeah, no, they, you're not. You, it, especially right. you're driving through fucking California. Are you fucking? They're in Oregon me? now. They moved Sorry, it to Oregon through for this Oregon? show. This is stupid. Yeah, you're driving through Oregon where Norman Powell plays basketball. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a series of Norms now, baby Norm. <laughs> All these people. The oh, God, Norm dude. McDonald's. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that would be a weird thing, Dim Shot after God. All right, can we get into the real, the real horrifying shit that happens in this show, like, uh, like Norma cooking a tomato sauce in a cast iron pan and Norma handling her cell phone after touching raw meat with the same hand. Mm. Well, I'm not going to front. I've definitely done that second one. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't notice any of those things. Uh, I've never noticed anything. This show had actual horrifying things happen on it. Um, I just said that. The worst thing the show does is open up with, you know, you're like, it's Psycho, and, and you see him, and he's running around the house, and his, his, his stepfather has died, and, and everything shot in a Dutch angle in the start of this, and it reminds me of the quote about, like, the director sometimes knows cameras are tilted, but he doesn't know why they do yeah, that. Yeah, about the guy who did Battlefield Earth. Um. <laughs> and he, he stumbled across his father's dead body, and he, he runs, and he knocks on the door for his mom, uh, who answers, who opens the door, and is just like, what on earth could this possibly be? I'm so tired. Which is how she plays the character throughout the episode. Yeah. She's just kind of sleepy. She reminds me of Helga Pataki's mom, who was supposed to be an alcoholic, but in a child-friendly way. She's just, like, half asleep the whole episode. She's a cold, distant woman, is how it comes across. And she, she goes down, and they find the body, and she's just like, it's okay. Oh, Norman. And then he, he's just, like, saying mother... And, you're like, I don't like this. I don't like it. I get your fucking references. 
His Girl is Friday is playing on a TV. It's like an old fucking TV. Okay, that's like, a cool right, TV yes. to have. I didn't know it was modern until it's like they've gone to their new home. And you're like, yes, of course. They've moved into Bates Motel, an infamous location. And they're driving in what I think is contemporary Mercedes. And they're talking yeah. in weird ways and dressed like it's the 60s. Yeah. And then Norman is sitting at the bus stop and he's got headphones in. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he pulled out an iPod or an iPhone. And I was like, what the fuck? I think fuck? he had an iPod Classic. And I was like, my man. Hell yeah. And then somebody took us like, and then a girl pulls up in like a, uh, in like a convertible, like a modern convertible and they pick him up and then they, she like takes a selfie. And that's when I messaged the group. What the fuck? This is modern. So you said this show is all caps modern. And I was like, what is there like a bunch of dialogue about eating ass or something? Oh. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, are, are there a bunch of thruples? Like what? Like what? Sorry. I really, I assumed that that's what you're talking about. No, I just meant it's not set in the contemporary period, which is what my understanding of the show was, yeah. which is what the advertising campaign for the show led me to believe. Yeah. And seeing Norman Bates attend a high school party where, like... That had hereditary <laughs> vibes. That, yeah, I was thinking a lot about the hereditary party that was during the most, that. That was just like, oh, uh, oh, uh, they did, oh. Uh. But that's that's later. Um, uh, the other thing I was going to say, going back to like him just saying mother all the time and it being like, look, it's fucking Psycho. He's obsessed with his mother. Is like, I realized that Psycho is one of the earliest, I mean, as far as I know, pop cultural examples of like the boy who's too obsessed with his mother. But like, it has truly been ruined by Arrested Development. I cannot not <laughs> think of this Sebastian <laughs> Lucille situation the whole time. You know, it's unwit it's unwitting, but you could say that uh, the original man's, uh, you know, boy too obsessed with his mother would, of course, be Oedipus. That's true. A tale as I old. I had to say that because otherwise time. one person would text me and say, how could you not bring up Oedipus when Travis said that this is the er It's too obvious to of a joke. Yeah. That's how you could not bring it up. Okay. But yeah, so they pack up and move to Oregon. They pack up, they move to Oregon, and um, and he, he heads off to school, and it's the school. Uh, it's like a school, and it's just all disorienting. Though I do appreciate that uh, a pack of hot girls immediately see this yeah. obvious freak. What is the deal with, with them playing like a cruel prank on him nope. or something? Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's what I was going to say is like, this was the real horror that I was referring to after he brought up the <laughs> oh. tomato paste, was like this... <laughs> This uh, horde of girls, like, horde. like aggressively flirting with this guy who's like average looking and just kind of off. Like, normally when you who's see dressed that, it, like he's from 1955, also right. Yeah. Of what they're trying to do. Normally when you see that, he's about to get like, like they're poisoned about to do, at a party. Right, they're about to do something horrible. Like it's okay, okay. Anytime there's a new kid, these girls bring him to a party, like, take his clothes and shove him in the mud, and then, yeah. like, you know, whatever. I don't know. Stick a... He'd end up in his tidy whiteies or something. Cone up his ass, you know, yeah. like, whoa, 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 Stephen. Wait, wait. <laughs> we have two very different ideas of high school pranks. <laughs> Stephen, whoa, Stephen. what have you been watching? No, no, this isn't, this isn't high school pranks. This is high school pranks taken to the extreme on, like, on weird a very dark shows. show. Yeah. yeah. On, on, the, on the Arts and Entertainment Network. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe we watched uh, an no, A&E see, show. I like this. <laughs> Yeah, we really need to hammer home. What else is on A&E? 
that's it's is I get it confused with like TLC, original co-produced movies and miniseries. I want the TV shows though. It doesn't even have that list. list of programs broadcast by any Storage Wars, of course. Uh, Psychic Kids, Children of the Paranormal, uh, Hoarders, uh, Grace versus Abrams. I think that uh, that doesn't even have a Wikipedia Abrams. page. Raising Tourette's. Uh, um, okay. Ghost you know, Hunters recently. Uh, Longmire. Oh, yeah, Longmire's a show we might even do sometime. Yeah, see, this is what, yeah, because they've only had a handful of, like, dramas. Oh, okay, here on their script. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're looking at, like, just a variety of, of random things, but yeah. Jacked Auto Theft Task Force. Rocco Cleaner, Gets Real. Which had Benjamin Bratt. Steven Seagal, Lawman. Okay, you're right back to the not. You're right back to the. the uh, we were American talking about, like, Hoggers. Drunk. I'm okay. just on the Wikipedia page. Lady Hoggers. I know. But we were talking. I think. I think. Ma- Duck Dynasty, of course. Uh, I think the implication was like scripted shows. Damien, Matt, are you going to watch Damien? It lasted. It. Uh, it's got to be like a, the show? Omen. It's the same exact show. It's but one. The it's Omen one instead. ten episode season about. Yeah, that's an Omen How TV show. How could there be more of an canceled. origin story than the original Omen movie? Unless it's like see what a retelling no, of the movie. No, it's not an origin story. He's now a thirty-year-old, a thirty-year-old war photographer who has forgotten no, his no. satanic past, facing his true identity. He was the fucking there president. Are, there are like He's not a war photographer. <laughs> I think it diverts. I think it diverts from the Omen two and three <laughs> canon. You know, but there were like twelve listed actors in this, and the it's only one I recognized was Herschel on The Walking Dead. That's that's fucking bleak. Barbara Hershey's a person. Uh, I don't know who these other people are. Bradley James is Damien. Uh, he was on. He was Arthur on Merlin, of course. Oh right, this person's right. This is getting. Yeah, we're going <laughs> deep. Anyway, we're watching any show. Uh, Freddie Highmore before the is party. The star. Yes, we should talk Freddy about Freddie Highmore because I confuse yeah. Freddie Highmore because I confuse Freddie Highmore with Asa Butterfield and um, Asa. Oh, Asa, I know, but I was like to say Asa. <laughs> Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield, man. It's man, funny. Man, this is one of those things where I'm now realizing Butterfield, this is, man. <laughs> I mean, this, they have, the last names, I feel like, have that same... That's it's, just two other words that you his combine. Name, yeah, it's Asa. But yes, it's Asa Butterfield, and he, like, was almost Spider-Man. And he's just... Now he's on, like, sex education. Um, fuck, what's the other one? He was the... He was on Game of Thrones, and he was in Love Actually, and then he was the chess boy with the hat. The chess boy. Oh, from Queen's Gambit? Oh, yes. that fucking weird-looking fucking guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Travis What's immediately understands why I'm like, you know, the other one. Also, he's not that weird-looking. He's only weird-looking in that show because they perfectly have him dressed like someone who thinks... He's well, like, that he's adds to how weird-looking he is. He reminds yeah. me so much of a particularly weird kid I went to high school with. Oh, okay. There um, we go. That's why he's weird-looking. What's his name? Thomas, Thomas Brody Sangster. Yes. Oh, that's a yes, fucking weird kid name. I hate that. <laughs> they're all yeah. different. They're all different, exceptionally English things. He's also see. He's the little kid. He's Liam Neeson's son in Love yes, Actually, I know the drummer that. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, goes to impress the girl, and then she's someone. No, she's something notable as well. Oh, she's Marceline, the vampire queen. Yes. Oh. We, yes. Freddie Highmore, of course. Before this was Charlie in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake with terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, See, and, and that's the other thing, is that, like, all of these kids were in a Tim Burton thing, I think, as well. Mm. By these kids, I mean, people who He's are in the my Astro age. Boy movie. They, yeah. they, they feel like, they the feel like Tim Burton-y in this. Oh, right, he's August Rush. Dude, okay, did you look at all into, uh, into the actor who plays Bradley? Speaking of... Bradley the girl. Yeah. Yes, the girl named Bradley. Uh, do you know, do you, did you click through any of this, any of those? 
Wikipedia articles? Uh, looks like not. No, but I'm just on our IMDb, no. and this is not a Her, good set of all right. stuff. I, I, I clicked through quite a lot of it, so I got to tell you guys. Uh, I don't care about what her name is. I have no idea. Uh, her Brooklyn dad. Beckham's fiance. Her dad is a known billionaire, and oh, it no. is very easy to click through. Two clicks from oh, this no. actor, and there are headers for child slavery and wheat futures price fixing allegation. <laughs> His assets include Snapple. Um, (laughs) And then she was Katara in the last Airbender movie by M. Night Shyamalan. Yep. Uh, Oh, that was Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Nicola Peltz. Nicola Peltz. Uh, When you think Nicola Peltz, you should be thinking child slavery and wheat futures price fixing allegation. Not even close to the worst thing she's done because those were her father. Instead, you should just think of Katara in one of the five worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> it's that we can directly so hold against unbelievably her. bad. As bad Despite as you the think source it is, material it's being worse. good as hell. And the director ultimately being a guy who I think is at least shown he's talented. He's but it's just yeah. one of those guys who's Not for that who's kind like of talented yeah, in no. certain ways but yeah, just exactly. like missing something. Anyway, and Freddie Highmore is now the good doctor. I think that's what he is, the most famous is, thing. He's so clearly English, and he yes. sounds like a Muppet. That's why he sounds like me, because he's trying to do an American accent, and he turned into me. I'm getting... Uh, Steven, as he's done this show, has learned that he doesn't like TV. As I've done this show, I've learned I'm just increasingly xenophobic against actors doing American accents. Yeah. Mm. Same. Fuck that shit. I'd They're rather taking our character jobs. have an inexplicable <laughs> British accent. <laughs> It would add to how weird and off-putting Norman is. I mean, this kind of does, too, if, like, he's got a weird voice. Let let Norman be fucking, um, what's that dweeb's name? I've just completely blanked. You know, he's just from Oregon, but if you remember, you know, just have have Norman Bates be from Oregon, but speak in an English accent. And and make it it, uh, canonically a fake accent that he does because he's fucking Nathan J. J. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name at yeah, all. His yeah, his voice is honestly getting close to Nathan Robinson a little bit. Uh, and <laughs> can we talk about, so if we're still talking about people in acting credits, because before we go to the party, we see someone who I can't believe isn't an As You Know All-Star, and that's W. Earl Brown. Yeah, so absolutely. To be like, yeah. to be like <laughs> oh, my family owned this property. I'm going to do crimes to you because I know the cops. You <laughs> motherfucker. W. Earl Brown. Okay, yeah. so, so this show for me, I like, my eyes were glazed over. And then Keith Summers appeared on screen, and I was in, baby. Like, I was like, who's this motherfucker who's just coming in and just shouting and shaking his fist, being like, this is my family's property. Yo, haven't you ever been, you you know anything about this motel? You'll never make it a damn week in this town. You know everything in this house. (laughs) It was like, I was like, like, it was like somebody slapped me from a stupor. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm watching. Yeah, the show. vibe was very low key like, until he showed up. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Despite the show <laughs> opening with a dead body, I was like, I guess like yeah. that's. I'm just. I've, I've watched so many TV shows that yeah, my eyes glazed over. It's very over. standard TV shit. But right, my and dude, this, how is this? Yeah. Guy? So this was the first King w, appearance where I was w. like, Brown. I'm gonna have to limit my use of that word. W. Earl Brown, uh, just so, you know, to, to, this is this is the new thing I'm, I'm really enjoying, where we bring up people who almost have 
have done it. He was in two episodes of NYPD Blue as two yeah, different yeah. characters. Hell love yeah. when that happens. That's love the fucking best. Like, I don't know. We That's love the life that one of fucking the coach in, the coach. Uh, in Friday Night Lights <laughs> who's in multiple episodes twice. Uh, and then he was in Six Feet Under. Yeah, and then it's just like a lot of shows that we will one day cover. He's most famous for Deadwood, I think. Yes, That's a show yes. where he's long, actually Long Run and Deadwood. Yeah, Long, long Run yeah. and Deadwood. By Long Run, I mean he was just on Deadwood. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I and believe he's been put down by Raylan Givens, or at he least was he was unjustified. Dude, Travis, um, I what the uh, when I I think he was also I, the bartender in the episode of The Mandalorian where Raylan Givens is there. He just follows Timothy Alphen around, maybe. I don't know. Yes, he is. He's the weak way proprietor <laughs> in Chapter Nine, The Marshal. W. R. Brown rocks. W. R. Brown rocks. You're right. Yes, because I forgot that that was the whole thing. Is that there was the Deadwood reunion, and because we were all too busy being distracted by uh, you know. The, the incredible hair on display in that episode. Um, All right, we need to talk about the fucking plot. Do we have episode. to? Listen, so yeah, Keith Summers we yelled at them, broad strokes. and then right, so psycho. All, the, all the hot girls, but this diverts from the expectations. Of psycho. All the hot girls Whatever. show up. At all his the hot house. girls. Yeah, he goes to school, and the principal's like, "You should join the sport." What's up? I just want to say, and I, I, I think I got cut off on this one, but as somebody who has been previously in life like quasi adopted by a gaggle of hot chicks despite clearly being a weirdo and a freak uh, uh, uh but no just being some strange boy i really was like well that's very nice of them and i wondered if travis would have and not the like they're going to do cruel point. things to yeah, him they were, yeah. they were, they were, they, there was never a moment afterwards when once they like got in the car and took him to a party i was like well he just has new friends well, that's good for him. And yeah, from, but that was in college where people are a little more mature than high school yeah. where I expect them to but like, I just, do but a I was carry also, routine to him. Yeah. But also there was a moment I was like, what if this show is just like, at any point it could boil over and he could become Norman Bates like that we know? But it's just like, uh, it's just a show, show about and a guy just, named yeah, Norman something breaks yeah. or whatever. It's just a yeah. show about a guy named Norman Bates. But we see him at school, His the, the guidance counselor or the te- whatever, teacher, his, his teacher, because you have to have a mandatory word in school, so someone's going to teach a thing that may be irrelevant lesson because it's english class or whatever yeah uh the teacher is like you should try playing sports because that's like grounding or something well she and actually like, is, it also like, feels like she's flirting with him too I so like, see it, him they, it's shot in a way yeah. that it feels like everybody's super attracted to this guy yes she also has very 50s hair so she's at her she's in the the mid 20th century kind of mode that now the speaking, show going for. speaking of the attraction that everyone at half arm again pretty high more a, a, a wonderful looking man you know actually you know I, I there was somebody else who tried out for this show and i think this reading would make so much more sense if he had nailed his audition but sean Grandillo. because he was because he was a teen and he had never seen the movie psycho and he knew that this was a prequel to something that involved the word psycho he watched american psycho and brought that energy to his audition. Uh, <laughs> that, that was what was happening what guy timothy chalamet Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Could you imagine if this Timothy show was Chalamet Timmy? Timothy Chalamet absolutely could play this part. You would have the thing where, like, you know, one of the internet's premier boyfriends, Timothy Chalamet, playing this role. You'd be like, I get why people are being like, hey, you want to ride to school? Hey, do you want... And then, right, like, the teacher that would all like, be much more <laughs> the realistic. The teacher, like, leaning across the table and being like, you look like you run track. I'm just not sure I could buy, uh, I could buy uh, Norman Bates having a bird skeleton, which is... <laughs> That's the other issue here. He needs someone who doesn't so have hollow bones to play. Uh, uh, but, 
Yeah, so the teacher's like, you should run track or something. I When she's like, play sports, I wish we'd gotten like a smash cut to like him getting like nailed in the face with a dodgeball because that's like, the vibe <laughs> that he's bringing. Of just like him just getting Dude, absolutely pelted at every gym show needs more nut shots. Imagine. It does. You're not wrong on <laughs> a that. A smash cut to someone getting hit and going, ooh. Yeah. yeah sure. Are you also saying that this school, when the teacher's like, you should try sports, and then his reaction is to join a club dodgeball team? <laughs> no, just like he'd go to P. Like, he'd think about playing sports, but like you'd see him in oh, okay. PE and he's just getting, oh, okay. he's getting annihilated. Because I, I, I thought you were going to say like it cuts to him playing football, getting his ass kicked. And I was like, I would love to see that. Oh my God, Norman Bates playing football would be <laughs> something else. You know, he never had the makings of a varsity athlete. No. Uh, but he's like, okay, I'll try out for track because I can run. Like, that's the thing where you don't need to do anything other than run, right? Yeah, you should meet and my then, mom. All we do is run. Yeah, run the dang run mm, fucking all the time. Stefan Salvatore-ass shit. <laughs> I got a fucking trail of dead bodies in my wake. I'm just yeah. going to start over. He's and then, only probably killed one person at this point. Yeah. So he goes home. His mom's made a romantic dinner for him. And he's like, I'm trying for the track team. And she's like, not nah, homie. You've got to help open this out. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The show it's does. It's pretty casual. The show does. It's it's this, true to the show. It's funny that like we'd like to talk about like Matt, like, ha, 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 sickos. Or Stevens, just like, you know, sometimes Galaxy Brain. The most consistently unpleasant vibes have been from Travis shows. <laughs> Yeah, but like, Travis, but, Tra- but Travis loves an understatement sometimes, and I, I, I love no, that. Bates Motel. Degrassi <laughs> is the most t- twisted show that I've that we've watched. That I've for a That show ones. that made my skin crawl for throughout. <laughs> this just had the Degrassi one scene, vibes. and I was just like, "Come on!" But <laughs> we're gonna get to that a bit. Bates, Mo- but, Bates Motel could never. Yeah. Give, give off the creepy vibes that Degrassi yeah. did. It may have been filmed in Canada, but it was not Canadian, and thus it is not was it Degrassi. It's a Vancouver show, yeah. Okay, I wonder. I, mean. I feel like that's part of why they shifted to Oregon, is it can better pass for... Yeah, because it's, it's California for Oregon. right? It's, guess, yeah, it's like somewhere in California, but I'm not sure where. It's a fake town in California, but yeah. I can't remember if it's supposed to be south or north. Marion Crane's coming from Phoenix, so probably south somewhere. Travis, Whatever. I need to bring this up now. Is about Marion Crane on the show. You shut, shut up, Travis. Oh no, I you looked know, that up. You know, I looked that up. Yes, we're going to talk about that in between then, because we yes. can't casually bring this up. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, his mom's made this dinner for him, and he's like, "I'm going to try for track," and she's like, "No, bitch, we've got to build a hotel got, or build a motel." We got so better. much. We just moved to this motel, and we have all of this renovations to do. And how am I supposed to do that? I mean, it's fine. I can just do it all by myself. I'll just do it yeah. all alone, and you're just like, your poor oh. mother. And so they get in a fight. She's and going to get the good news. Yeah, he goes to his room and he says he's going to go study. And the like, the girls come over. They want him to study with them, and she's like, no, he's got stuff to do here. She doesn't want him hanging out with the girls because she's possessive. And he throws his iPod Classic on there, and you're like, no, dude, don't throw your iPod Classic, you- man. Those aren't going to last. There aren't going to be many for much longer. You need that. You need it so you can keep all of your stuff that's like only available on Bandcamp and your obscure metal demos and stuff that's not going to be on streaming, you know? You're going to have to find the U2 special edition one on eBay if you want to replace that. Yeah. Very soon. Um, but yeah, he goes to his room and then he tells Bradley, uh, the lead girl, to meet him at the bus stop and he sneaks out very poorly of his house in a way that should like break his ankles, like jumping out of the second story window uh, and onto like the awning. Travis, and then... you ever you ever jumped out of a second story? No, I'm 
Uh, it feels yeah. really fucking high up when you're actually gonna. Yeah, do it. I, I would. That would. Uh, yeah. I've jumped out of a barn, pass. but not out it's, of. Uh, it's it's kind of scary. Steven, you done it? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. Oh. <laughs> There we go. Uh, no, yeah. I, I was I was a kid, I'm, like I was no, no, I, I was a bit yeah, more flustered. Right made right of there, rubber, so yeah. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm I'm going to reveal something about myself. I think Ian knows this. I'm just going to tell this because it's an amusing fact. Of for years, I thought a thing that everyone dealt with that like was just how your brain worked <laughs> is when I'm looking over a high place. My butt starts tingling, which is my brain's way of telling me not to jump. Or I think, like, it could also happen if I'm like, if I'm like on a train platform and I'm and I'm standing close to the edge and the train's coming, like the same thing happened. So I assume this is just how like so, your cerebellum. Travis has Travis has spidey senses in his ass. He he is, literally has being, like. It's not spidey sense because I'm looking at it, the thing and it's just like you should not vertigo. go here. He gets vertigo, but localized in the ass. Yeah. And so I thought that was just like how your cerebellum works or something, and you just feel it there. And then I re- mentioned Where that to people, we? and they were like, "Classic, classic butt that's area the balance of thing. your brain." But like, the, it, it, it's it's how it was taught to me was the part of your brain where like if you stand on one leg, it's the part of your brain that's telling you not to lift up your other leg or whatever. His 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 hiney sense. Is yeah, that, is that and like that, if I'm looking out a second-story window and thinking about jumping, <laughs> that's happening. The butt tingle is very high. Sarah at that bottom, point. so I would not do this. I mean, everyone, everyone, when they're standing on the edge of some high spot, thinks to themselves, "Like, what if I jumped?" I yeah. just like that. Like Travis, I thought that like it manifested minute. in a similar way for other people. That apparently it doesn't. <laughs> and I learned this a- when I was like 20. So he, so he cave on popes out of his house, uh, and then it big stats. <laughs> I, I, okay, okay. The entirety of yesterday's slate made me like. I'm so glad we don't do the college football podcast anymore. Because what am I gonna fucking say about Wisconsin, Michigan? That was not a game that was played. Wisconsin no, 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 because that's coming up. Oh, yeah, where I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck am I? What am I going to say other than the, this is going to be an expression of American conservatism, the likes of which we've never <laughs> seen before? Yes. Um, that's something you. That's something you could have said. That's all I had. <laughs> uh, that's all I had, and I put it here. And this is Big Dumb Ten. Yes, he gets. So he gets out of there, and he goes to the party, and it's we go weird, to yet another rave. nightclub for teens, basically. Yeah, that these shows all fucking have somehow. Is this just a That's thing a in Vancouver? Nightclub for teens is exactly yeah, where it's just somebody's house. They're just like sta- but he's like just a standing in the kitchen drinking a beer floor and shit. Yeah, yeah, Rich I don't know what's going wild. on. Yeah, like I don't know what the yeah what the demographics of this town is like economically. Like what it's what. What's going on here? Oh, this it party seems is wonderful. And then in the meantime, you, you cut to him and he's just alone in a room and Radiohead starts playing. <laughs> presumably <laughs> in his head. The tourist, the tourist just starts playing even though there's a different I song. Is this like an introduction to him being crazy? Is that like, is this like the first clue is like a different song is playing than the one that he thinks is playing? Does this playing in his head all the time? Is it a different Radiohead song for different situations? I can't believe like, they didn't. I'm glad they didn't use Creep because that's like the vibe that God. you think they're supposed they to be doing. Creep, Ten out of ten. They no, creep no. and they had like a phosphorescent cover it, and they said, "I'm a creep, I'm a psycho." <laughs> <laughs> if they'd used the version from the um, the Social Network trailer where it's just yeah, a children's okay, choir, the like Dutch children no who don't know how to slow down. 
Yeah, Slow the Taurus is just down. playing. I, yeah, I like to think I it's in his head. No. I'm just thinking of like if other Radiohead songs have been playing, if uh, what is it, Lotus Flower had been playing and it cut back, and for and he's just, just like, got on, yeah, he's just <laughs> got on a bowler hat and he's moving his arms around and they're like, I can psycho. But this party, this party does remind me of Hereditary when Alex Wolf is just like goes off to get stoned or whatever while his sister eats peanuts and yeah. Uh, I don't, what does anything even? Ha- he kisses Bradley, right? Or she's like. They go for the kiss, and then, like, somebody walks in. Isn't that what happens? Do they kiss? I Was there a kiss? Something like that. Hold on, a Hold on a sec. We all collectively are like, ah, oh, some it's shit. It's like, yeah. I've seen every... This isn't right, the listen, important I've seen scene. a high school party scene in a TV listen, show before. Okay, yeah. I've got the first you dream, then you die, uh, you know, page open at BatesMotel.Fandom.Wiki. And I just controlled F kiss, and there are no results. Two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. You gotta have a kiss. What if this need is the kissing. new metric. This show this needed more kissing. Well, there, there were two podcast. people who were there are two people who were like very close to one another, like about to kiss. But I guess they yeah, don't the show main, the kiss. Yeah. Well, I don't think they kiss. I thought somebody walked in and no, no. I'm them. telling you that I'm telling you there was another like random oh. B-roll shot oh, of the party oh. where yeah. a man like leans into a girl, but they don't actually show lips yeah, meeting. Right. Yeah, like, they like lean in and then it cuts really quick to like a train going into a tunnel. <laughs> he he takes a bite of the apple then she takes a bite of the apple <laughs> there's a there's a shovel that goes into a hole like a shovel Ew. yeah shovel that's what that's what i is that not what your penis looks like <laughs> it's got like the head part and then the rest of it is like it's got a handle really, 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 really thin, narrow real, compared real to thin. the end <laughs> And then it gets thick again. <laughs> it's sort of shaped. It's sort of shaped like a dumbbell. Honestly, <laughs> Ian has left the building to digest this concept of shovel penis man. Good old shovel dick, Stephen Dutton. Uh Is he still on the dick rant? Uh, just while you were gone, Travis. and now. <laughs> So anyway, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Uh, okay. The dick buzzer. Uh, I see. It. I see it. <laughs> the dick so, buzzer has returned for friends of the for 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 fans only of this podcast. In our previous podcasting life, when we would talk about ticks, dicks too much, we would pull out the buzzer. And now 20, I can't. I can't 20. believe. I can't believe Bates Motel is the one. Where I was like, <laughs> I gotta go get it. We I mean, to show location. based on to psychosexual, ancestral energy, whatever. Makes sense to here. anyone. To any beautiful women listening to this podcast, I have one thing to say, and that is, I can dig it. That's been my catchphrase forever. Ever since somebody called me Shovel Dick. Um, yes. Anyways, we do have, unfortunately, the uh, a a the worst um, seat in the show to get to. God, well, no, I was trying to remember the or- the architects. You are the. Ergo, you know, ergo, <laughs> undo, uh, indubitably. All right, vis-a-vis the worst scene in the show. So going ba- at the back of the motel, W. Earl Brown uh, breaks in and is like, "I told you it's my land. Now I'm gonna rape don't you." Do the, don't, do the, yeah, don't do the. Yeah, don't do the. Don't do the voice. Don't do the voice. This is like 
it's weirdly it's so it's like a rob zombie movie it's just such a like let's do a weird upsetting thing in the middle of it they show wait we were having fun they show show too much yeah they They show show way too much much of this rape like they show way too much this is upsetting in a manipulative there's like yeah it's really he can be a bad guy you don't have to have this be the story but because it's psycho and everything has to have like a sex, like a sexual violence element to it, because like that's yeah. the thing with psycho. Yeah, no, like this, I kind of just... get why, but like it doesn't have to be so graphic. I mean, for by basic cable, like it could be worse. It could be a premium cable show, and they do so much more. But it was just like it was not. It went way too long. I don't uh, want. I don't want a. I don't want a. a an A&E TV show to have me be like, oh yeah, this reminds me of scenes of a David Fincher film. Right. Right. Like, or you could even have it fucking end like, with him, like, taking his belt off or whatever and be like, I got the picture. Yeah, and we then get they just it. keep yeah. going. Yeah. No, they, it's and yeah. too skip, much. Skip and then Norman. The fucking lead pipe Landry showing up. Yeah, Norm, yeah, Norman comes, hits him over the head with an iron. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, yes, it was. And, and it's, uh, uh, it's a vintage iron because the. The show doesn't exist in any time period for some reason. Yeah, and then uh, and then Norma stabs uh, Keith to death a lot on the kitchen and floor. She says, "I'll um, be a laughing stock because I stabbed this guy well, dozens of times." Yes, that is. That's Isn't the that phrase. people will think that's funny? <laughs> or she goes, "No one will want to book a room at the rape slash." She immediately goes back to being bored. She's like, "No one will want to book at the room at the rape slash murder hotel." And like later, she's like, "I'm sorry, I got raped." Like verbatim, she says that, which is. I guess the tone that you're sp- that she's trying to do is like I'm sorry, bad thing happened, but like because it's to me, it's very weird. Yeah, uh, it's very clear great. that what that it's it like I mean in the pilot at least to me it was very much the like she is actually afraid of Norman and thus does not want to provoke any major emotions in him, so downplays mm-hmm. everything because of the number of times where she starts immediately being like it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, because yeah. he you know is gonna take on a new persona and kill somebody if yeah she doesn't. And, and also because she's already I, we forgot to mention she had the phone call with the brother who's unseen in this episode but dylan oh, yeah. uh who's like how could you not tell me that you moved and she's like well the last time you talked to me you said drop dead bitch so uh you know why i figured it was best this way and he was like what if i needed you i need money and she hangs up on him the brother um, is a deeply that, annoying rich kid in the cw's nancy drew also, uh, from research on this show, uh, the brother is her son via incest because she was also raped by her brother. There's a lot of rape on this show. Doesn't seem necessary to me. So they're like, we got to cover yeah, up I this. Don't, I just, I just. It's, so like, we got to clean up this body and they. Uh, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's for a very of... particular type of person who's just yeah. like, yeah, isn't this twisted? God, I I know that we can't yeah. do that, but like... No, but it, it is it has a certain level of like, well, how do we make... And this is why I'm like, this is the most hubristic show, uh, television show we've covered, and one of the ones that I could just think of, which is like, it takes a lot to be like, you know, one of the seminal works of cinema made by one of the absolutely universally acknowledged masters. You know, I think, uh, I think there's still some meat on that bone. Yeah. And then just to, to, to decide that the way you want to do it is like, what if there was shock factor? I mean, like, has anyone here the watched... fucking movie was that? You think you can fucking do it better than Hitchcock, you maniac? Yeah, you fucking psycho. I'm looking at you, Matt, on this. Has anyone here watched Psycho 2 or Psycho 3? No, but I've seen the Vince Vaughn movie. Because it did become... I a, was about wow. to say, I've seen the, I've seen <laughs> the, the Vince Gus Vaughn Van Zandt one. Show. 
Uh, or yeah, right. Gus Van Sant, uh, it's not Psycho Aronofsky. There's also Psycho Four, the beginning, and like Anthony Perkins did all these fucking movies, which I can't believe. But like, I've never heard anyone talk about any of them. They started in the '80s, so 23 God, years dude. later, they do Psycho Two. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a some sacred thing nobody's yeah, touched. Yeah, because John but... Carpenter creates Halloween, and they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck John Carpenter <laughs> yeah, for creating yeah, it's this all kind his of fucking monster. fault. Anyways, I'm gonna go. We gotta we gotta wrap this podcast up. I might watch Starman tonight. That's not true. I'm, I'm not gonna do that until later this week. Nah, do the fog yeah, um, instead. It's also, we could me. go all night. Uh, anyway, basically, what we're getting at is just like this isn't the first thing to try to like mine a lot from Psycho as an IP, which is dumb no. because it is such a very standalone. And that well, it's also the thing where it's like Psycho's a novel that's then turned into like uh, a wonder. Well, yeah, like a, a fantastic film by a respected master. One of the ten most famous films well, ever. But, <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I don't know anyone like above what the age of ten who you could show the shower scene and wouldn't be like, I've seen this before. Yeah, because I, I know cartoons. Do like, I didn't see the it. movie until last year. I hadn't watched Psycho, but like, so much for this. Like, oh yeah, that I know that. Yeah, like, I think I saw it like when I was like seventeen or something like that. It's actually I, I wanted to watch it again before this, but I. Didn't really ha- find the time for it, uh, yeah. and I, I spoilers. Also, if I you're alone, spooky. Well, also spoilers. I wished I had just watched Psycho. Yeah, you know, it's great, Duh. Psycho. Yeah. it's also yeah. like less in time. Maybe it's about the same runtime. I, I, I think it's better. I think it's too flat. But if you calculated the amount of time that you'd spend watching the show and calculated the amount of number of times you would need to watch the film <laughs> Psycho to match that amount of time, your time would be better spent watching the movie multiple times. It'd be twenty. Yeah, some, there's only fifty. There's Your 50 time episodes. would be better spent making that calculation. It's that's twenty something. Um, twenty something viewings of Psycho yeah. uh, to make it through but, the entire. The thing that's episode. weird is that this isn't one of those ones where I'm just like, and then they were these. I was like, or and then you know these people really disappointed. Like by and large, I felt everyone does a pretty admirable job, all things considered, having to go, having to do what they do. I actually did like um, uh, Vera for me. Yep, thank you. Um, I thought, she, like, there were times where I was like, wow, despite writing I, I'm not in love with, I think she's actually crushing it. Like, she's I, great. I, I, yeah. I very much believed what she was selling. Uh, I thought she ruled. She's great. She's always great. She's an Oscar nominated actress. Like, yeah. yeah. She does a lot of shitty stuff, though. Like, I think she's, she's so. She's, she does what she, I think she does what she thinks she'll enjoy doing. Yeah, and she has so much money from gets, the Conjuring's. Yes, she has yeah. so much. For money someone who's from those not movies. an A-list actress, she has gotten a lot probably just from those movies. And she's about to be in the Many Saints yeah. of Newark. Anyway, they've got to cover up the. They've got to figure. They've got to. They have to get rid of the body somehow. So that. But first, they're like, we're gonna get every linen from the motel rooms, and then we'll use the sheets to soak up the blood. And we're gonna put them in a tub, and then we're gonna recarpet rooms four through seven so it's not suspicious that one room has different carpeting than everything and pretty smart seems like that's an experienced good. Yeah. killer that's really good yeah yeah, yeah. so they start so cutting up carpet and then norman finds a book of someone's deviant art account that they for some reason <laughs> yeah norman down. Nor- this is yeah. another one of those moments where you're like well clearly this is before the modern period because this is just this would just be somebody's like reddit Tumblr. fucking you know yeah uh porn stuff but yeah. yeah, he like Instead a bunch of things. A hot topic teen drew he finds yeah. in in like a little booklet under a carpet square. This uh, is actually ju- this is actually just um, an otaku's. It's the book he'll take to conventions, and then I'll ask artists to sketch in there. Yeah, 
Um, and while they're covering all this up and dealing with the carpet, the police show up um, because they were they didn't know someone had moved into the motel, so they're like, "Why are the lights on at the abandoned Seafarer Motel that got sold?" Yeah, by that's the a bank? lie. Yes. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Their whole thing is very weird. It's like, who called them? Uh, it's watching four people lie to each other and everyone yeah. does a bad job. Yeah, because I was just scene. like, why are you investigating? Like, what are you doing here? Like, it yeah, was very... I, don't, I don't understand. Like, did somebody hear something and call them and they lied? Or did the guy who went in to do the raping, like, call them to be like... Because he's friends with them. So he's, he was like, I need you to show up and help me get away with this crime. And they're like, okay. Or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they show up, and yeah, everyone's being weird uh, because also like two in the morning. And she's like, "Me and my son are renovating on this weeknight. We're doing doing some carpeting. I got blood on my hand because I cut it with a carpet knife because she had gotten cut by Keith's knife before." Uh, and then they're like, "We should come in anyway. Check the place out," which is like, okay. And then the other one's like, "I gotta pee." And she's like, "That toilet doesn't flush. Don't go in there. Well, it's gross. Like, oh, you just gotta, you just gotta jingle. Just gotta jingle the, it. yeah, 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 it's fine." I and then we get good. a great shot of him taking a piss while <laughs> W.R. Brown's dead, and the other thing, you have the <laughs> overhead shot of them. It's not a great she shot have, because we do not we get to see those lovely, lovely eyelashes. On, yeah, <laughs> on, uh, on Nestor. A man who is infamous uh, during Lost for everyone being like, that guy wearing eyeliner? And he's like, no, that's just, that's that, just this those is all natural. Those are just my natural. damn eyes, dude. Those are just eyes. Eyes are basically, people. How could, she basically how could does a thing this? where she's like, my husband, who's dead, by the way. Like, she yeah. says, like, uh, my late husband, my late husband hated that. God rest his soul. Like, she said, it's just like, okay, you're clearly she's trying, trying to get to- some sympathy, I guess. Yeah. Just in a very over the top way. And then yeah, he takes he takes the fateful piss, and then he comes out and he's like, "You just had to jiggle it." I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like scenes like this where basically like every piece of it, every a scene like this is written so that every single thing that happens is the most convenient to cause the most uh, suspense without anything happening. Actually, those are like my least favorite scenes. And this show probably fucking loved them. Like, all like, it's just like every response makes no sense, but brings us closer to the edge of, of, of a revelation of a, of a, of a change of status quo that we know isn't going to happen. Uh, because it wouldn't make any sense because if they find the dead body then the show doesn't make sense if they find the dead body and they kill the police the show doesn't make sense because like it's just like you can't kill the police they'll, they'll figure out where the fucking police are because they tell them where they're going so you know it's not going to happen but just like and and like the, sh- the the dialogue is so unrealistic and weird like she's like yeah i'll show you i'm gonna go in this door and they just go in a different door and he just conveniently knows what to say and then he conveniently she conveniently comes up with a a reason why the toilet uh, doesn't yeah. work that he agrees is like real and like the second they get really close to their body their tenor changes really like a lot they go from like they go from like super serious to like now we're being friendly just because that juxtaposes against the idea that we're going to find the body now that we're closer. And, and it's literally just like this technique that, that just really takes away the verisimilitude of the scene in such a, such a ah, devastating way. It's so obnoxious. Uh, Steven. Yeah. What a wonderful salient point. When I said, I hate that. 
I was literally referring to Travis using the phrase, the fateful piss. Not the scene. <laughs> I just wanted you to know. All of that was built on me reacting to that word choice. The and it was great. The suspenseful and the longer pee. it went, the, the longer it went, I was like, does he, did he know that somehow? Does he know my, does he know that was happening in my brain? And he just was like, I'm going <laughs> to really hammer this home. But yeah. That, no, no. I, I was, that yeah. was just my thoughts during this scene. <laughs> if that had been, if that had been what it was where she's like standing there and like here, like there's no sound and she's like relieved. And then like, just like, you know, piss hitting water hits back again. And it just does that for a while. Oh, the, if been, it's uh, the bit from the first Austin Powers movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like there's also like wind blowing in the curtains or whatever a little bit so it's like he has like gale force piss that he has like he took the prostate <laughs> meds that Larry David took. All right, okay, um, all right, okay. Which okay, which <laughs> which movie title do you hate more, the fateful piss oh, no. or gale force piss? <laughs> two things that Travis has said in the last two minutes. <laughs> Gale Force Piss is, is, is I'd be really more bad. likely to watch that movie because it sounds like it would be like I w- like a action movie I- like slapstick piss film. They, they both sound like they would be made by the people who made the scary movies. Yeah, like, I was gonna say. Do you know how little I want to watch that? Wait, it's the Wayans. Maybe I don't know. Would the Wayans make a movie called Gale Force Piss? I kind of think Gale so. For, yeah, I don't know. Gale Force Piss <laughs> sounds like a rejected him. band name that Tropical Fuckstorm considered. Yeah. But. The Fateful Piss. I guess the Fateful Piss and Gale Force Piss could be a double bill. Quentin Tarantino's The Fateful yep. Piss. That didn't work. It's trying to hate flate, but there's not. There's not yeah. a lot. Of, we've had a lot All of right. jokes today that okay. mostly are just us saying something and then saying that nah, nah, wasn't didn't working. Work. I don't <laughs> have any more. Ian, you have the premise up. I'm done. My notes are done here. So what else happened to this episode? I'm finished. Here's, you get Norman uh, looking at the fucking deviant art in real life and wanting to grease pud oh, to that. But and like, then we get the flash forward to the fucking the lady getting injected with stuff. I don't yeah. know if that's a flash forward, but there's two other things that happen. So uh, the next day, um, when he's a sleep deprived mess, uh, he he vomits in front of the school. And then oh, yeah. Emma, the girl with cystic fibrosis, comes over and gives him some meds. And she's like, do you have a chronic condition? And he's like, no. no. Uh, yes. She's like, oh, okay. Um, and, and the only she's, reason... It's uh, Olivia Cook, who's great! Yes. And that's the reason why I bring it up. Because she's great. Yeah. I love Olivia Cook. Great in uh, Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, Thoroughbreds. She's great yeah. in Thoroughbreds. So who would watch more Psycho? A psycho? <laughs> sorry, I'm not more psycho fucking Ben's Motel. Fuck no. Sorry. Yeah. This show, oh, I was just like, oh, oh no, this so isn't the, good. So wait, oh, no, here's the other thing, which is um, that uh, Norman's just like, Norman, come out here. You got to see this. And then shows him the new neon sign, which serves as the title, you know, the sort of like pseudo uh, theme song. Uh, and she just like stands there, just like head on his shoulder. And you're just like, man, I know that the vibes are supposed to be fucked, but man, these these vibes are unpleasant. Yeah. Funny that that's, two, that's two weeks Vance. in a row we've said that, that's but the last one was about Desperate Housewives. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't do the Psycho. I mean, they probably did in a previous episode, but the iconic, like, smile at the end of Psycho. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now I can talk because we're, we're my between episodes. Life, I would have bet my life that was the last frame of the episode. Yes. Yeah. Or of either of the episode or of the finale. Uh, sorry, the, last frame yes. of the finale is what I had meant there. So... Uh, we need to talk about Marion Crane, the 
perspective, the like, the like audience perspective character so, from the beginning of the yeah. film Psycho. So what 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 basically happens in the the television show Norm, or the television show Bates Motel is that the first few seasons function as a prequel, while the final season loosely adapts and expands upon the plot uh-huh. of Psycho. And now okay, I hate that last in in yeah. Because I thought the la- I assumed going in before I then looked up afterward that the last scene would be or like one of the last scenes would be like Marion Crane down in Arizona like getting in financial yeah. trouble. Yeah, uh, and and in the original Marion Crane was played by Janet Lee, and in the '90s remake, uh, the Gus Van Sant version of it, she's played by Anne Hish, and she's a she's a woman who gets involved with a man, um, who then basically uses her to steal a bunch of money, and she she flees. Matt and Steven. Yes. I haven't watched the movie since I was like 16, so. But just knowing that, what, you know, that description of that character, you know, and, and iconically stabbed in the shower, who would you get to play that role? Naomi Watts. That was a, work, that was a working actress in 2017. Who even needs to say actress necessarily? That's true. Naomi Watts. Anyone is on the name of Naomi Watts. Interesting choice. A little old makes for sense. the role, but makes sense. Has, has horror bona fides. Yeah. Matt. Is this like an easy one? Is that what you're trying no. to do no. here? No, no, they're they're just getting us to name realistic people before they name somebody before terrifying. A, a total nonsense. Not twist. terrifying. Galaxy brain. Galaxy uh, brain. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, you know who I, you know who I think would do a good job, even though this is a TV show. Jennifer Lawrence. Put her in there. That's who I was initially going <laughs> to say. She needs a because win. She, she needs a win because she's like more famous than the show too. No, which. I don't know, kind of plays on that. Huge, like, huge, oh, huge guest star get. Yeah. yeah. Now, so, um, uh, this person earlier, is definitely more famous than the show. Though. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Is I'm it, one of the most famous it, people uh, on the planet. Angelina Jolie. No. Nope, more famous. More famous. More famous. More currently absolutely. famous, anyway, yeah. More, what? Dua Lipa? Uh, Ariana uh, Grande. You're getting closer. Am I you're really? You're getting closer. <laughs> Ariana Grande. You uh, you're. In you're, the same you're territory. Really, you're, you're really on fire Taylor right now, Swift. Steven, as you head down this path. No. Um, you know, <laughs> in terms of pop cultural dominance, we are we are reaching that level. Miley Cyrus. Rihanna! What the Rihanna! Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rules. <laughs> they, they had Rihanna like, on their show! They were like, loved you in Battleship. How would you like to play an iconic role? <laughs> God damn. This okay, is right around when like Auntie cool. comes that. out, I think. <laughs> yeah, okay, hold on. Yeah, she played it. She played uh uh is 2017 when Rihanna <laughs> played Marion Crane. I had uh, never heard about this at any point in my life. Yeah, there was, was not this didn't ring a bell in the back of my mind of like, oh yeah, so, Rihanna did that Bates Motel show. It, nope. And, no, uh, she did. hadn't this came out after her most recent album. This happened after. <laughs> after Rihanna Auntie. once clearly would like to be an actress. Like I'd love to see is, Rihanna as a like, scream queen. It's like remember when Lady Gaga was on um, American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. I and almost said Lady just, Gaga. By the way, yeah, yeah. But, but, but like, I didn't okay. because I was like, because if that was the case, I'd be like, well, that makes sense because she was on American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. But you know, right. but you're like, oh right, she did that. I, I guess that's the thing that she wants to do. But then you know what happened is then um. Uh, Hey, hey, I just, just want to take another look at you. Hey, hey, 
Can I get a, get a gin with a twist? I hope Brianna gets to be in like a new Omen reboot or something. Yeah, what's yeah. a more iconic role actually that we could put Rihanna in? I feel like didn't Rihanna just like get to like a didn't she just get to like a billion net worth? Like she doesn't need that. Yeah. She's just like whatever. Yeah, I mean, she's all like, money on underwear. She has, a, she has like a yeah, yeah. One she yeah she got to a billion dollars and is dating um, ASAP Rocky. So her life's probably doing. That's oh, Rihanna really nice as stuff. Ripley. Good for him. Uh, no, but anyway, guys, guys, <laughs> she's going to be appearing in Rick's Cafe. Our prequel yeah. slash. <laughs> she's going to play the angry Bergman She's going to be playing <laughs> Ilsa, of course. She'll still be Swedish. Uh, it'd no, be listen, really weird. Listen, when you're like, I don't understand why this guy's so hung up on this person, and then Rihanna shows up, you're like, well, I guess I understand. Yeah. You know? Ingrid Rihanna Man, sitting whatever. down at the piano. Uh, yeah, so uh, Rihanna was uh, not murdered in the shower, though, because instead, one of the twists is. is she gets married in a ba- murdered in a bathtub. She Her lives, water breaks the on the way boyfriend. to a wedding. <laughs> If this show had ended with Norman Bates marrying Rihanna and then giving and then she gives birth like and has to cancel the wedding, I would refer to this as the highest of arts. And then and then the camera zooms in on the baby and the baby does the psycho smile and cuts I, to, and the baby's <laughs> named Norman Junior and you're like this is the actual Norman Bates the, yeah. like, oh, the whole oh, thing was the set mom up that, for yeah, the, the, and the mom and, 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 and Rihanna yeah Rihanna and Rihanna the, goes her middle name is Norma and. Uh, yeah. I do like when Richard from Lost is like Norman and Norma. And she's yes. like, yeah, what's weird about that? Lots of lots of sons take their dad's name and then he's my just like, my aunt. Okay. So first of all, I have my friend Erica's uh, father's name is Eric. Second, uh, my aunt Anne has two children, Andrea and Joanna. Name of kids is weird. Okay, so what happens in the finale? Marion Crane is no longer on this show. We miss pure Rihanna's con- whole run. Pure fucking confusion is what happens yeah. in the I finale. Keep, I keep thinking that Marion Crane is like one of the off-screen complained about people from Frasier. Like I just, every time it's you Maris. say her name, I'm thinking you're talking about Maris. I thought, I thought you were going to say Marion Cranewood as, a, as like a Marion Ravenwood type of joke. No, because... You know their last name is Crane and mm-hmm. Fraser. Yeah, if if in the canon Fraser Psycho was, crossover when <laughs> Mary Crane is Fraser's mom. Yeah, we're just in the canon. Yeah, in the canon of Fraser was mentioned that you know Fraser's aunt or whatever had been murdered in a hotel just casually. There said might some, be I mean, a one-off know. joke in Fra- like I wouldn't put it past them to do that. Fraser Psycho. Also, do they have like do they ever have an Ichabod Crane joke in there? I'm sure. I feel Absolutely, like that's more likely. Uh, when I googled when I googled Fraser Psycho, what I instead got was an episode, a list to an episode where Fraser bring back, brings back a supermodel girlfriend from his trip to Acapulco. Unfortunately, he has some trouble convincing his family and friends that she is real. That episode sounds amazing. Yeah, what that is sounds, that? Instead? That sounds like a good time. Uh, uh, also, so, Fraser has a kid in Fraser uh, who he names One Thousand Paper. Oh boy! All right, <laughs> let's just let's just talk about the episode. Can we send him to the shadow realm? <laughs> For that, yes. <laughs> Although that makes like you're setting up that we're watching Yu-Gi-Oh next week, but uh, no. I fuck! I wish I. <laughs> no. Um, the finale opens uh, with uh, Norman and his stepfather, who is the sheriff. 
uh, played by um, uh, uh, Nestor um, uh, uh, Carbonell. Carbonell. Uh, and uh, the, being driven down the, the road by a woman because he's because Nestor has escaped from jail and wants revenge because Norman tried or because Norman killed his mother. And I don't think Nestor was in jail. I think Nestor broke Norman out of jail to go kill him somewhere. Oh, okay. I thought he's he was going also nuts in jail. because Norman killed yeah. Norma with carbon monoxide. Apparently, hmm. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, like, really, like, I don't. The finales are always harder to talk about, but in, in this one, yeah, it's just like he's been he's been broken out of jail so this person can you know exact the revenge. So Richard can get uh, him, and yeah, so Richard can shoot him, and uh, you know because he's the smoke monster or whatever, and. Uh, you know, he's he's like, take me to where your mother is, because he had moved her grave, yes. and he's just like, you know, you sick fuck, you. Freak. And at this point, he has manifested the alternate personality where he and Norma are one and the same kind of. Or yeah, because like, while mind. Vera Farmiga, is, while Norma is dead, Vera Farmiga's not on the. Sh- she's not going to leave the show. Right. Yeah. Uh, she's got to so get she that bag. Plays. She's got to get that bag because she's not doing. She's not getting enough on the Conjuring movies. It's uh, her. She apparently is so close with Freddie Highmore that he is like the godfather to one of her children. And I wonder if Patrick Wilson is as well. And if it isn't, what does that say about their working relationship? I mean, when you do a TV show with someone, that's a lot more hours than doing like four movies with somebody. They've yeah. been in like 17 movies. There's so many conjuring. The last one was called The Devil Made Me Do It. And I just want to bring it up because oh, that's yeah. a great fucking name for a movie. And yeah. they did that and amazing inter- they did that amazing interview for it too, where she was just like, Do you believe in like a great evil or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that do you believe so in the forces of the supernatural or whatever? It was a whole thing. Yeah, and then in the background, Patrick Wilson's just singing from Oklahoma because he's got a lovely tenor. Uh but yeah, so they you know, they they dig up the body and she's, you know, frozen over. She's not mummified yet, which is, you know, the classic yeah. version of it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, he then, like, Norman reveals that he is, th- that, that this isn't Norman, that this is, you know, mother that is talking. Uh, Dumb. And, uh, and he's just like, you know, oh, you're just going to kill me once we get there. Uh, and, you know, yeah, shows the body, and then he kills Romero, the sheriff. Uh, he's like, Hits him over the head with a rock and then gets his gun and shoots him. And then, like, yeah. Richard looks I mean, first up he gets him. his ass beat, but because yeah. after he reveals the mother, the sheriff is just like, oh, Norma, a blue, blue, a blue, blue, blue. And then he gets, yeah, his fucking head caved in with a rock and gets shot. You got, people uh, got to stop turning their back to Norman Bates, really. Yeah, don't do that. He doesn't, it's not like Number he's some kind of, like, superhuman killer. That's something I didn't understand about this whole finale is, like, I, I, I guess they kind of do, like, the way he goes down, spoiler, is in keeping with this but like i don't understand this tv style reframing of him as like some guy who's like so good at killing that's what it felt like um, like he's so dangerous he's a fucking like 18 year old a huge weirdo. part of psycho the movie is that yeah he's like kind of bumbling and like he really his kills are only because he just gets the drop on people and then he's yeah. just awkwardly running around in drag and he's then an getting- awkward He's an awkward little freak in this show. I mean, the weirdest thing, actually, now that I think about it from this, and they, they show the clip at the start of the finale as the, like, oh, here's what all's happened throughout this show. Oh, did the you watch thing the previously on this time? I, yeah, because, well, I saw the opening little bit of it because they showed me a clip right from the start, and then we I gotta, skipped through. We got a when you least expect it in the uh, intro clip, which I well, love yeah. to hear. 
Oh, that's fun. No, because what happened was um, they they showed my favorite scene from the, the pilot, which I'd forgotten to mention, because it's when they're disposing the body, and they're talking about how it's just going to be Norma and Norman forever. And then uh, 100 Norman episodes. <laughs> 100 years, Norma and Norman forever. Norma and Norman. Norma and Norman. Uh, Norman. Norman. No, Norman. instead of quoting Rick and Morty, uh, <laughs> sh- he sits across from her and he's like, it's, it's like I have a string that connects my heart to your heart. And he said that, and I was like, the fucking door. Did he just say the Jane Eyre quote about his mom? What the fuck? And, and then, then like, his mom's I like, like, mom's like show, that's and then from Jane Eyre. Eyre's like, yeah, I mean, and his mom was like, that's from Jane Eyre. And I was like, okay. Specifically the movie Jane Eyre. She like, because she talks about the actors saying it. Right. Uh, I mean, so in the original, I'm sure it's, it's in the book, but it's yeah, just well, the way she, it's, it's she references also, well, the movie. In the in the book, it's not. It's that it's a string tied between their ribs that links them together. They, they correspond to a similar spot on her body, and that when she moves, that'll be that'll the the string will be cut, and that sh- uh, she will forget about him while the guy will um, uh, take to bleeding inwardly. Is the original, and it's a, so, a, a passage I really like. So you and then somebody thought, saying about their mom wow, it's Jane was Eyre. fucked. You thought, wow, it's Jane Eyre. I thought, oh, they're literally going to do this in the finale. Like, this is going to be <laughs> a thing that physically happens. <laughs> that would fucking whip. <laughs> no, m- mother's alive. See, and he pulls the string. Yeah. <laughs> when you it said they're literally going to do this. Oh, God, M- Matt. When you said they're literally going to do this, it took me a while. I did get there before Ian said it, but I thought you meant show them having sex. <laughs> No, this is not Bardock Empire. Um, Jesus. Uh, his brother, Dylan, is at the police station, and he's just like, what are you going to do about Norman? He's going to get killed. And then uh, the show makes some really salient points about the police in America because she's like, basically the sheriff's like, your freak brother could die for all I care. Yeah. He's on trial for two, for two murders. And you're just like, okay, look, there we go. Uh, but he, uh, he's like, okay, I gotta, you know, I, I have to find him. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, we have, we have, uh, one of the creepy Norman has a fantasy where he's in bed and then his mother's there looking at him and she's like, well, good morning. Well, the whole thing, the, the rest of the episode for him is he basically wipes clean the last four seasons of the show and is starting over, but he's both of them. Yeah. So he's now yeah. just we're just, we're moving to the hotel and we're going to start this new motel and we're opening it for business soon. And that's the that. dialogue and fully. It counts. Fully the it counts as a pilot callback on your bingo boards if you're you know following along yeah. at home. Yeah. It's one of the lamest ones uh, that I've seen, but it counts. I don't know. Having him recreate the dialogue while covered in blood as he drives the car, I don't know is necessarily. I thought lame. it was an interesting idea. Oh, I thought it was yeah, kind of cool. Just, yeah, I just wish that they didn't do the, like, here's the original cut back and forth. I just yeah. wish that you just saw Freddie Highmore doing the whole scene in the car. Yeah, like, hey, we all watched the you fucking know. pilot. Especially we just, watched yeah, the pilot. Yeah, why don't we why haven't it. why haven't shows in the past caught up to this podcast that we've only been doing for, like, a year? Uh, so, you know, he, he uh, drives back. He remembers all of that. Dylan goes uh, to um, to get a gun. From a friend of his who now like works in medical marijuana distribution, which you know, good for him and going on uh, yeah. on taking this what seemed is, to be his this previous show is business. insanely modern. Right? Is, <laughs> yeah, Ian's yeah. quote: "This show is modern." <laughs> like, oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, we've gone from previous iPhones to medical marijuana, or to marijuana just legalized in the. Uh, I mean, they're in, the in Oregon. Northwest. I think it's yeah. been legal the whole time. Uh, actually, yeah, it just says here distribution of medical marijuana. So, I mean, you know, this this did end four years ago, and I don't know what the timeline is of the show. So, does but. this question, or do, sorry, does this show answer the question? What if Norman Bates smoked weed? That's what I want to know. God. Oh, I hope so. It might. God. Norman Bates blaze it for twenty. <laughs> um, no results found for Norman Bates blaze it for twenty. Deeply Dang. sad. Uh, but yeah, so his brother has a kid uh, with uh, Emma. Olivia, yeah, with, with Olivia Cook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I guess what her role? She was like the best friend of Norman's, I guess, at some point. But then. Oh, she doesn't have a tube in her nose anymore, but like, there's no cure for CF, so <laughs> yeah, probably just being treated differently. Um, or, or it turned out she didn't have cystic fibrosis. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if this show introduced that season three, like, she's like Munchausen by proxy, and then Norman kills, you know, her mother who that's doing that. Like, I would be like, sure, yeah, that sounds that that, that sounds yeah, like a show. Plot. That'd be cool. I'm yeah. seeing if that happened now. As I said all of that, guess. I'm like, is this? It's great because I pulled up the Emma page, <laughs> and. On uh, on on Bates, you know the Bates Motel fandom uh, wiki, and when I went to hit Control F because I'd used it previously, it still just had Kiss up, and that page has the word Kiss on it nine times. Wow! Yay! So I guess this is a good show. <laughs> Again, this is our new way to determine these things. Wonder what show we have. I think what the, the show has the least kissing that I've ever seen. Oh, that you've ever seen? I thought you were going to say that we covered for the podcast. In general, I feel like Breaking Bad was a very kissless show. Yeah. It's not any of these. 24. Maybe NYPD Blue. 24. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's yeah, Mighty Morphin yeah, yeah, Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah. Okay, what was, what was the kissiest yeah. show? Gossip Girl. That's a good Felicity. Probably Degrassi. It's probably Degrassi. Dixie. Yeah. I mean, or Frasier, for all we know. He just was always on dates or whatever with different, you know, like a Seinfeld thing like that. But regardless, <laughs> uh, this show, in somewhere in the middle, uh... Norman returns to the Bates Hotel and, you know, brings Norma's corpse, gets it all ready, lays her in the bed, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go down to the motel office, removes the police tape, and then someone, like, almost immediately shows up and he's like, ah, these two awful <laughs> children I have don't want to be in the car anymore. We need a room immediately. And then she's like, oh, yeah, of course, right. And she's like, these are my sons, Dylan. and Or this is my son, Dylan Thomas. And he's like, Instead of being like, oh, like the poet, he's like, you know, I have a brother named Dylan. And she's like, cool. It winds up not being relevant at all. It's just like a thing. I don't know. That was dumb. Yeah, when they were like, this poet, this is my child. I named him after Dylan Thomas. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, I named mine after Norman Dylan, gonna... Texas. So we're not <laughs> the same. <laughs> Go Panthers. And he's like, well, you know, there are no other guests. The boys can make as much noise as they want and you're just like oh no is he gonna kill these kids we we, we then you know we, he's ulti- ultimately these children are saved but uh, because Dylan will arrive but first you know he he goes to a bar uh, and he's got his gun and he's looking for Norman I guess is what he's doing or I'm not really sure like I guess he's like oh I've got a problem I might have to kill my brother uh, oh yeah, he gets he, he like goes go to, the bar. to a beach to get a gun in a paper bag. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah from yeah. his friend who sells medical cannabis. Yep. Yeah, uh, and the friend's just like, "Listen, give me some heads up next time." And he's like, 
there's guns to keep your your daughter and your your wife safe. Then he's like, yeah, and myself. And the guy's like, and yourself. Anyways, no questions. I no gotta questions. go. But hey, next time we'll get hey, some we beers. can catch up and talk about our outlaw uh, days. Dude just literally bought a gun in cool. a paper bag on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They ain't behind me yet. Uh, I got one last job to do. I gotta kill my own brother, who killed my mother. Uh, Norman calls Dylan while he's at the bar, and he's just like, Hey, uh, Norm and I, we just moved from Arizona. We've bought a motel. You should come over for dinner. And he's like, Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounds great, buddy. I'll be there tonight. I don't know what I would do if I got a phone call from someone that's out of it. Uh, probably not go to dinner. If it, yeah. What if it was me? What if it was me and I was like, like hey, yeah, makes sense. hey, Ian. Uh, I haven't really talked to you since I moved to Ireland two weeks ago. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I'm excited to go do my master's. You should come visit sometime. And then I would be like, wait, did Stephen get on? Did he, is he going to get on likely, master's? Or more likely... It's very weird here in Warsaw, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to come hang out sometime? We'll invite uh, everyone. Just be one of Steven's weird, crunchy woo <laughs> friends. Put him through a time portal or something. It <laughs> happens. Uh, di- yeah. So yeah. While they're, while they're on the phone, Dylan's just like, "Oh, is Romero with you?" And Norman's like, "I don't know who that is." He's like, "Got it. Yeah. Cool. Okay." Uh, and Dylan shows up in time, and he, he calls Emma, and he's just like, "I um." I got some stuff I need to do. And she's like, you have a son. This is going to be my final transmission. It's been great knowing you. I got a wife too, don't I? I got to go into this motel. And I got to see my brother. And maybe I got to go shoot my brother. You know? And then on the other end, she's just like, you don't have to do this. You just could call the cops. And he's like, no, they'll just come in in here and and they'll shoot Norman. And you're like, what are you going to do that's any different? I well, do really but like it's that. noble to shoot your own brother if he ain't no good. Don't let the cops he's got, shoot yeah, it's your, not the cops your business bad brother. Uh, right. Uh, I like when he's like, tell me you love me. And she's like, no. I'm not going <laughs> to do the stupid cliche for you. Yeah, like, yeah, that was I'm not going to solve you of this moment. <laughs> this isn't a Clint Eastwood I'm trying movie, to raise you know? your child. Yeah, get home. Like Fucking spoiled rich piece of shit in <laughs> just, the CW's yeah, just, Nancy Drew season one. Watch it. It's great. Don't don't go don't go hang out with your murderer brother while he's having a mental break. No, I have to. I gotta do it. I gotta. I got. I gotta do it. Listen, uh, if I'm not go gonna shoot him, see, who's gonna fucking I, shoot him? Huh? Why yeah, would you I, go? Why would you go visit your very murderous brother when he's clearly freaking out? Gotta do something. Listen, I gotta go inside, and I gotta see my mother, dead, <laughs> frozen. Propped up at the dining room table. We get a good second puke shot of these two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That felt, that like, felt like a callback, even though it wasn't. <laughs> Check really. it off it's on ca- your bingo I mean, board, folks. It felt like one. It felt like one. I it mean, did. it's sort of like how, it's, you know, there's the water breaking scenes, much like how there's like morning sickness to reveal a character's pregnant or whatever. Yeah, it's Yeah. Dylan like is that. pregnant. They're both pregnant. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's, um, Dylan is just like, Norman, you, you this is. Well, first he has uh, to oh, kick well, that other family out because yeah, he's right. like, he, hey, did my brother check you in here? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, he shouldn't have done that. He's got <laughs> some mental issues, which like is like a, you know, and then he's like, you you better get out of here. And they very quickly get at least that he met like, like the violent kind, not like. <laughs> it was 
It was the. It was just not the like part he's not like, supposed to be working or whatever. But yeah. just like yeah, there's a whole. It's, you should leave. He might. When stab he's you. like walking up to the house, and in, in the background, you're just hearing like tires screeching. Yeah, yeah they're seeing an peel SUV. Out of there. <laughs> an SUV be like, oh, we just accepted a mission that's on the other side of the map. We got to get there now. <laughs> but yeah, he, he goes Unlock and he's like, that's not then. our mom. That's just her body. She's dead. You, 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 what do you do? Listen, let me, let me help you. You, we, you, you can get help still. Don't ruin and, this for and Norman's me. Norman's just like, yeah. Norman's like, I don't want to get psychiatric care for the rest of my life. I have to do this. And then he picks up like a bread knife, and his brother's like, slowly inching back, and it's just like, listen, I, you don't. It doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. So uh, uh, Norman, you know, goes to st- stab him. Uh, and lunges at like, I don't know where he's lunging for. I don't the head, the eye. I don't know. He's going up. He's going high. That's his mistake. You know, skulls are fucking hard, up, man. Completely, yeah. Completely opens up the body, and Dylan just like you know draws down. We don't even see how he does it. He's just like boom. You hear the shot. You're like, dang, dude was ready. And then, yeah. And then uh, Norman is just like, thank you for sending a, me to see mother. Yeah, of embracing his Norma. Yeah, he's he's running through. It's like the end, you know. He's he's running through some woods. It's fucked. Yeah, bad bad vibes. And uh, you know, Dylan's just like, I'm so sorry. And then the paramedics show up, and they're just like, Okay, well there we go. And then yeah, and then the cops are like, You did a good job, son. You killed your brother. Yeah, this, crazy. this is such a weird fucking ending. It's so bizarre. Then the motel gets sold, turned into a different motel at yep. reduced price or whatever. Yep. Yeah. You know, you see Emma and Kate uh, is what the name of the, the kid is, but you see Emma and Kate and Dylan, and then uh, you see one of the wildest last shots, though, still, uh, where it's the the headstone for <laughs> for Norman and Norma, and you have the fucking <laughs> whole text. She was a beloved mother and a caring person who, and just goes on and on and on. And then next to it, it just says Norman Bates. <laughs> Did they throw him in her casket? Let's under the, yeah. they're right yeah. next no, to each other. I mean, the like, do, what yeah, the? that's, that's normal to have like headstones, maybe for like a married couple. Um, yeah. I don't know. How, and that's what it they was were pretty in the big end. headstone. Yeah. That's what they were in the end. Freak ass, terrible, awful vibe, married couple of father of mother and, and son. We all know one. That's right. Do we? <laughs> Do Not we the mother just? and son part. <laughs> we all Freak know a terrible vibes couple. couple. <laughs> oh, okay. We all do know a terrible vibes couple. I guess that is true. And if you're listening to this podcast and you wonder, text me and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know a terrible vibes couple, then you are you're part the of the terrible, terrible, the terrible vibes, couple. vibes couple. Yeah. Jeff, it's not you. When you text me... <laughs> <laughs> five weeks from now because you listen to the episode and you're like is this is this no it's it's not it's well, not you some of the better vibes no question that was Bates Motel and Travis is on thin fucking ice vibe wise <laughs> yeah you better you better pick a feel good show next time I at least you guys that, weren't bored what are the last few Travis shows Degrassi Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, okay. NYPD Blue. You know what? Okay, Travis might be all right. He might be in the yeah. clear now that I think about it. Yeah. Degrassi still. I mean, that that's a big one. And then, big problem. <laughs> I liked it. I had a good time. 
I'm glad that, Matt, I'm glad that you enjoyed the cool, fun vibes of these messy teens in a high school setting confronting existential horrors, the likes of which they <laughs> oh, never I can't really wait. understand. I'm ready. Because next week... Fine. Do it to me. I'm cashing in. Fucking do it to me. I'm cashing in. Pressing the barrel I'm of the gun to my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Rorschach over here. Uh, I'm cashing in. I've, I haven't picked anything with weird run times yet. I haven't done anything necessarily even too demanding or upsetting. Mostly just been here for some silly vibes. But next week, we cover a show that I love and a show that Steven loves. We're getting in the robots, and we're talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. And Steven I don't know if I'm actually ready to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> Steven and I are in agreement on this, and I've, I've chatted with some outside experts on this, and the way we've decided to do this, because we are a television... I mean, because we're a podcast that has increasingly fast and loose rules, and because this is a thing that's, you know, just how you... How you watched this show in America was some DVDs that you like got at a local library. You're making or, us go out and uh, buy the DVDs. Correct. I'm making you do that. I'm making you buy. No, I'm sending everyone the. We're watching the whole show. We've now, uh, uh, Travis and Matt. We've 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 set up a scavenger hunt. If you look under your chairs, <laughs> there's the first clue. Now, if you read that first clue, uh, you should be able to get to the library that has them in Chicago. By Friday. Isn't this show on Netflix? That library is Netflix, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're just going to do the first. You skipped to the last clue so fast, Travis. We had <laughs> s- all these things. Uh, it was going to be so much just... fun, and the ending was going to be Netflix, but we were all going to have a nice time. <laughs> but you had to cheat. So the way we're choosing to do this, Stephen and I have consulted uh, each other. We've consulted outside experts, and the general consensus seems to be the best way to do this is to do the first episode and then the, the movie. movie end of Evangelion. So it will still be 108 minutes that I'm asking you to watch oh, because it's so an 88-minute thing. Yeah, and I'm glad that we have him saying that now. I mean... Now, I'm assuming it's Matt, but maybe it's Travis. I was like, I could volunteer if you think my, if you're more interested in what I think. I really would like that because Matt's going to go, I don't know, for 30 seconds. Yeah, I've been knowing going into this. I've been like, I think I have a good idea. You know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to no but here and say, I like Matt's guesses. I think that he does a good job. I think they're creative and fun on the whole. Okay, let's it's do not that, It's not that let's he's never, it's not that he's let's never phoned it in. It's not that he's never do phoned Matt, it in. Yeah. But do oftentimes, they're a Matt, lot of fun. Instead, well, yeah. I want to so give we'll, him the we'll credit do, that he deserves. Yeah, uh, Stephen, what we'll do instead is that we'll do the, Matt, tell us the 30 seconds, and then normally where I would ha- tap in and be like, here's what I actually know about the show to throw mm-hmm. to it. We'll just have Travis do that. Sure. Okay, so Matt, tell me, Everything you think you know about Neon Genesis Evangelion. 30 seconds on the clock. Starting in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay. It's a Japanese robot show, for sure. And it's about... I see... I I have, like, a tangential understanding of it being about, like, kids who have cancer or something who have to get into the robots that, like... (laughs) fucking kill them or something and it's all very sad and upsetting and for some reason everybody's like I can't watch this show it's too emotionally demanding but it's somehow about robots too 
Uh, <laughs> and that's time. Is that time or time? <laughs> yeah, because you already you went on a side. You you put an M dash in your thirty second description of something. But that was amazing. And that was amazing. I really loved Steven, it. Steven, you no, were the right. Spectacular. It was the right call. Steven was absolutely right. I'm gonna, he I'm, might he might even be closer than me, but I can get find yeah. a shot for I know throws Moses. Yeah, go okay. for it. Do I have thirty seconds? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do it again. Three, two, one, go. Okay, in, I assume, a future version of Tokyo, I believe they keep getting attacked by some sort of kaiju that are called angels, and the only way to stop them are sending these teens into robots that are called Avas, uh, or Evas, and the main character is named Shinji, and it ends with everyone saying congratulations. At least the original series did. So that's pretty close. And that's time, and also... Now, absolutely, a de- Travis gave the definitive argument as to why we have to do the movie then, because if he knows the ending of the show, that would lose some fun of that. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we'll be doing all of that. The only note I just want to bring on this is that technically the past now, because uh, time is silly. Isn't it like how Akira's yeah, 2019, the Tokyo yeah, 2020 or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, we just had it. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Yes. Uh, so, yes, next week we will be visiting... With the original millennial, millennial uh, Misato, and Steven and I are probably going to argue and cry while Matt goes, I don't know, it looked cool, and Travis <laughs> mutters under his breath about how he hates us. I might think the show's us. all right. I don't know. It, it might be fun. But ideally, we'll get to do some of that for the first in-person recording for, like, at least... Uh, you and Travis haven't recorded together, Matt, right? No, That's we right. didn't it's weird. because it got, der- it got derailed by Luke and Yeah, so we'll do the first episode of this that features main hosts that are not... Uh, where they, We'll have three of the main hosts instead of just having two. Yeah. Um, in a room together, and that's going to be great. Hooray. And uh, one day, Stephen will be back in America. Literally the next day, actually, maybe, when, yeah. when we record this. <laughs> Potentially Stephen the next day. will be day. back in America. Um, <laughs> but until that time... Uh, you can find us at, as you know, or as you know, podcast, as you know, pod, as you know, what is the Twitter account? As you know, pod. You run the Twitter. Uh, it's I as you barely know pod, do this. I, I know you guys, I think it's as you know, pod. You can find us there. You can find us on any major service where you listen to podcasts and you should like and rate and review and you should comment about how Matt Ciani is the best producer in this game and is deserving of accolades even beyond Webby's, I would say. Get this man a Tony. <laughs> Why not? I was gonna say Grammy, but Tony is funnier. You're right. This is a live stage show. Steven, ready to bring us on home? I'm Keith Summers. Summers! And that's my grandmother's rug! <laughs>